0: Welcome back, guys. Um, as always, I'm with Timothy Mai. My name is Dr. Lukin. We're here uh, off the couch with the Psych Guys, and today we're going to talk about what most people call toxic relationships. Or mm-hmm. well, what do you what do you what do you think about that 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 label and how that really plays out?
1: Yeah, so it's a, it's it's kind of like a new term, new right. label nowadays, and 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 you hear it come up a lot. Like, I'm well, everything to is to
0: toxic now. I mean,
1: like, yeah. <laughs> so I I mean I I think first thing that that we have to go down is the fact that. Uh, like there, 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 are so many labels nowadays. And I think it's like a lot of social media and uh, a term starts to get thrown around and then it just, it kind of snowballs effect. Right. And then, you know, everything is, is, is toxic this or toxic that, or it's a toxic person, a toxic relationship. So, right. so, so we're going to talk about what people are calling toxic relationships right. and like, right. like, what does that actually mean? And, right.
0: and, and, and that sort of thing. But, um, I'm, I, I don't really love the, love the term. I don't like I don't like the term because it's in my mind it's kind of all or nothing, yeah. right? Even if you if you kind of s- step back a second, what what does toxic mean? just to me just just bad for you, right? All right, like it can kill you. It could kill you. Like it could poison you, right? Something bad will happen to you if you let's say if you're talking about food, mm. uh, like if you in- ingest it. Yeah. Right. So to me, so, okay. So then you're taking that idea and applying it to a relationship with, with two people. So then to me, it's, if, if I'm just, the thing that comes to mind, like, um, you know, mushrooms, right? Some are poisonous, Mm -hmm. right? Some are fine. Right. So so Mm -hmm. sometimes you can get really sick or die or (laughs) hallucinogenic, right? You could have a lot of not, not great things happen if you're not prepared for it or like very good, good for you kind of mushrooms, right? But no, it's to me, it's it's kind of black and white. This one's you're going to get not feeling well. This one, you're probably going to get some nutrients. You're going to do well with it. So to me, again, this idea really invokes the concept of all or nothing. And Mm -hmm. to me, as a couples therapist, especially that term toxic is toxic to me because like it's just not I I don't really see it that way. And I know before we, we jumped on, you had a really kind of a good point about how people even are aware or sometimes become aware if they're in this relationship.
1: Yeah, yeah, I- I- exactly. So, uh, so, so I think we should kind of throw the term out, but we can't because everyone says it. So, right. so we're gonna use the term, um, and I completely agree with you, how, with how it's all or nothing. So, but yeah, so, so I think, you know, what do people mean when they're talking about toxic relationships? Right. Um, well, from, from what I've heard and what I think, it's really just a, like a, a relationship where there's a system that's functioning really poorly. Right. Um, we know you and I are both trained in EFT and, and, and we both work with couples and we know that really all of it kind of boils down to, to, to the cycle that a couple finds themselves in. We could talk for probably years about, (laughs) Oh, different cycles and that sort of thing. But really, you know, I would say that, 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 that it's that cycle or that dynamic that's toxic, right? In reality, most of the time what you hear though, is a person in the relationship saying that their partner is toxic. Right. Right or a lot of times what you hear is like a third party person right. will be telling the couple or a person in the relationship that the relationship is
0: toxic. Like how would that play out? Do you have like something that comes to mind? Like how would a, how would a person in the relationship who's probably to some point maybe either in denial, mm-hmm. right, doesn't see it or sees it but feels powerless or feels like they, they can't really change it. Like how would they, how would they find out that they they might be in this relationship i think it's most of the time like their their friends and their family right you know saying oh i don't really. oh so you mean like dr google and social media Is that what you mean? <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that too um i i, I honestly we, we
1: we probably should have done this before i'm sure you can go on google right now and type in the signs of a toxic relationship and then there will probably be an article with like 10 signs or 10 red flags or, sure. or something I'm like sure. that right sure. um which <laughs> Whatever, I'm gonna leave that one alone. But um but yeah, I I I think people, you know, might find themselves in the quote unquote toxic relationship and it's their friends or their family members who say, Oh, this you know, this person's so bad for you, this right. relationship's so toxic, yada, right. yada, yada, all that sort of stuff, which which then can maybe you know bring to light a little bit of the poor dynamic that they're in. Right. So I think that something like that needs to happen or mm-hmm. it's sort of like after the fact in the in the relationship, they look back and say, oh my gosh, that relationship was so toxic.
0: I hear you, I hear you. It's just my sort of, I say pet peeve, but my thing is when people say that, so when two people are in a relationship, mm-hmm. be it in the beginning, long-term, whatever the case, and they and they are, it's a good, informed. Yeah. Be it through social media, Dr. Google, family, yeah. friends. Uh, other jealous partners, <laughs> that they are in this toxic relationship. And if that person is open to hearing it, one of them at least, then to me, the issue becomes, isn't that they're seeing it as a toxic relationship, which I like what you said before. It's a dynamic. Yeah, They see it that, oh, that person that I'm with is toxic for me. Yep. So that's my biggest concern. It's It's rarely do I hear you're in a toxic relationship. And let's say, I don't know, let's say, a best friend of a, I don't know, let's say a husband right? mm-hmm. uh, and says, oh, wow, it, it seems like all these things are not going well. And, here's, and it's just a, here's an article about five red flags, 23 and a half red flags about how you're in a terrible toxic relationship. To me, that conversation, the, the the gentleman, let's say, from that conversation in in that in the marriage usually doesn't walk away like, hmm, I wonder how I contributed to this toxic relationship. Bingo. I, I, th- I think it's like, oh, My wife is a bitch. That's what that's what I'm taking away. Like she's a problem here, she's a problem here, she's a problem there. And then it's like, then it's not relationship is toxic, it's the other person is toxic, right? You see how easy it is in my mind, at least to go from and I've seen this thousands of times, from a toxic relationship, which might be true, right? I like the way you said it, just bad for the two people, but That's not really how often it's hurt. It's hurt the other person is the problem. I'm now the victim. Now I need to get out. Now I don't wanna be in this relationship. My spiel has always been, whoa, 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 whoa. Maybe, I agree, maybe this marriage doesn't work or this relationship doesn't work. Mm -hmm. I get it. However, before making any decisions about what you're gonna do, let's look at yourself. And if it's a toxic relationship, relationship implies two people. Yep. Um, how is that playing out? And what are you contributing to the issue? And even to me, like most people say, oh, you're blaming the victim. I'm not blaming the victim. just trying to see if the person can acknowledge how they contribute. And that does not mean that the relationship works. Like I work with couples a lot of times. Not every marriage works. I'm not suggesting that. However, I am suggesting that before making a monumental decision, Um, You may want to look at yourself, how you contribute to this toxic relationship and take ownership of of how you contribute to it. It's so easy to blame the other person. So easy to mislabel toxic relationship as a toxic person. Mm -hmm. And then even if marriage doesn't work, I mean, again, I've seen people from, you know, from one marriage, two marriages, across many years, right? Then they bring the same problems to the next relationship. There's yeah. a reason why divorce rate goes up, not down after the first, right? Most people, when I say this to people they have bit, like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it goes up, not down. You know why? Because the issue is that you never learned anything from the relationship. Now your triggers for the same dynamic are lower, right? Because if somebody, if you were in a relationship and you call it toxic, when the person, I don't know, deprioritizes you, right? And you finally leave, If you get another person and you haven't changed and that person is deprioritizing you, you're gonna have a much bigger trigger right away. Yep, because you have all that baggage. You have to all that baggage, right? So the the likelihood that you'll get get divorced second time is much higher because your level of trigger is so much higher because of all the baggage that you're bringing into it. So yeah, to save you all that trouble, it is maybe an unpopular opinion, but you gotta look at yourself. Yep, you wanna call it blame the victim, you wanna call it whatever you want. Again, another term I do not like. But you gotta take ownership of how this toxic relationship plays out.
1: Yeah, I so I I couldn't agree with you more. And and you know, (laughs) so many couples come in and right in the beginning there's there's so much finger pointing. Right. You know, um, well, if you just stopped doing this, then I wouldn't feel that way. Or if, or if you would finally do this, or I say it all the time and you never get it right. Right. All the attention is directed at the other and the same thing for the other person too. And nobody is looking in the mirror. Right. Right. It's almost like if I could put two mirrors in front of them instead of them looking at each other and and have them look at themselves. That's really how things start to change. Right. But when when folks are in this this mindset that they have th- that they're in this toxic relationship, and then therefore, uh, it can't be me. Right. <laughs> like that's all of our natural automatic thoughts. Right. So it's of course them, and then we hyperfocus on their things and their issues. The same things happening to us. It creates a terrible dynamic, and right. maybe we could say that that dynamic is toxic.
0: For right. you know, <laughs> it's, um, it's a really good point. Really good
1: that good. dynamic of not being able to look at how what I do influences you and how you feel or my inability to understand your emotions when you're blah, 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 blah. That's the actual problem. And that could be a really hard... I think that's one of the biggest challenges in the beginning of couples' Mm -hmm. work to get people out of that maladaptive cycle Mm -hmm. and into a better one when they're actually communicating appropriately, looking at themselves and taking care of the other.
0: Right, right. right. No, for sure. (laughs) And just the thing, it's just like chuckling to myself. Another pet peeve I have is that Sometimes what happens is that, so when two people are, uh, I don't know, either in couples therapy or just maybe individually Mm. in therapy, maybe not in couples or both, sometimes one person who's considering the relationship to be toxic, or that's meaning that they think the other person is toxic, what they do in therapy, in their supposedly their own therapy, is just analyzing with their therapist their partner. And then coming back into couples, you know, my therapist and I talk, and I think the reason why you're like this is because of blah, blah, blah issue that you have. And that drives me insane. I don't have any hair, but if I did, I'd start pulling it out. Because it's, a, wait a second, you go to therapy for your own benefit, supposedly, and what you're doing, and the other therapist is colluding with you yeah. about digesting and analyzing the person that you're with. That's going to go very far. Who the individual therapist does not know. Well, no, I'm not sorry. I'm not blaming the individual. But like, so the conversations are about, well, we want to understand. We want to get a better sense of how the other person is messed up so that if we could fix him or her, then you will be fine. Like you see how that's like such passive, not you, I mean, just how passive (laughs) it is to be able to do it like that instead of saying like, maybe I got to look at myself a little bit more and look at some hard truths that, that how I contribute.
1: Yeah, so so what that sounds like is you know let's say a wife comes into couples therapy and they say, you know my individual therapist thinks that he's a narcissist. Right, and I think that that's what needs to change here. Right. Right. <laughs> and we say, well, uh, maybe, but yep. <laughs> I don't know. Who cares about that? Right. We have to look at ourselves and the dynamic and all of that sort of right. stuff, right? So, right. so so really, it's it it's just. And my, my, my hope is that is that anyone listening to this can just really just get away from that urge to right. automatically look at right. the other. Like right. stop labeling the relationship as toxic. Stop looking at only the other person's right. behaviors. Right. Look at the dynamic. It always takes two to tango. Right. Look at what you're doing and look at what you're doing that affects the other person. Right. And then be able to be with the person in what they feel and
0: how they feel. Right. And if that's just completely opposite on how people normally walk in hundred percent, because it's sort of, and to me, it's a hard thing to do. I don't want to oh, make yeah. it sound like it's an easy thing to do. It's a hard thing to do, but you are even individually so much better for it. Even if the yeah. relationship doesn't work. Like that's what I think most people don't get. I'm not saying that if you look at yourself, then all of a sudden the relationship is perfect. No, the relationship still may not work and the other person may not want to change. And maybe they are a narcissist. The issue to me isn't that you spending individual 20 years in therapy realizing that you're with a partner who's narcissistic. That may be true. That, but I think the point is that it, it isn't that it's true or not true, but what are you doing? That, right. that to me, so this all this analysis that gets you maybe even to the right answer, most of the time it's wrong, but sometimes even if it's right, you're still so far away from benefiting from individual and couple's work, or just personal growth yep uh and that's that 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 to me is just so unfortunate, and I think sometimes where therapy gets its bad name mm. uh, is is really now because I just find so many clinicians just collude with the problem uh, yeah. because it may be easy or interesting or or both, I don't know, but it's just like that's not, like I, I read somewhere, if you're not feeling uncomfortable in therapy, it, it oh, something like mm-hmm. if, uh, if you feel like therapy is like with, your, with a friend, where somebody who doesn't challenge you, then you're probably not growing, or something along those. Lines. I butchered it, but something like that, which it makes a lot of sense. I feel a lot of clinicians are becoming friends with their clients, and when you're friends with your client, you re- like if you're a friend, like, you're not really going to challenge them, right? Like that's no, not that's not, not your job to challenge, right? So to me, like that, that could get into like this weird dynamic that no one benefits from, and then you can't really do the the necessary work for the person to improve. So I I couldn't agree with you more, and. If we wanted to have a, a, a full 45 minute
1: discussion right. about that one, I could go off on that, but uh, but I'm just going to keep it short and simple. Right. Couldn't agree with you more. Right. You are absolutely so right. I think so many therapists they um, they want to meet the person where they're at, empathize, align with them. Right. But then right. Right. you're basically just empathizing and staying right on the same page and not right. getting anything done. And right. the, when you said that
0: that discomfort causes growth and change, you couldn't be more right. Right. So guys out there, whoever whoever is listening, just not saying that you may be in a toxic relationship or a bad one—that might be true—and you might be with a narcissist, also very true. I think I'm just imploring you to take a look at yourself and seeing how you contributed to the dynamic, and it's a hard truth. And sometimes the relationship still doesn't work, but again, but you're better off of it. And hopefully you, even if the relationship doesn't work, hopefully you'll be part of the statistics that makes the second relationship stay and stick rather than part of the larger uh, statistic, which means the second marriages usually fail. Mm -hmm. I think it's the best thing that you could do. And with all that being said, we're
1: going to wrap it up. Thank you all for tuning in and we'll catch you next time. Take care, guys. Bye.